Hello, and welcome to Small Black Birds. I'm AJ, and in this episode, you will hear about a young woman who challenged a kingdom and its powerful prince, and whose fearless efforts are helping build a society where women's rights no longer take a back seat. As 2020 came to an end and the world was distracted by the reckless actions of a failed American president, a young woman in Saudi Arabia was sentenced to over five years in jail for driving a car. Before receiving her sentence, Lujin al-Hathlou had already been imprisoned for two and a half years, during which time she was tortured, placed in solitary confinement, and denied a fair trial. Lujin, a 31-year-old Saudi native, was accused of being a traitor to her country and tried in a special court reserved for terrorists and national security crimes. But the government's charges against her were fiction. She was being punished for standing with other brave women who challenged Saudi Arabia's male guardianship system. Lujin's arrest contradicts the image of a modern, open Saudi kingdom that its new crown prince paints for American and European audiences. She and other Saudi women have ignited a movement to reform the country's rigid laws and social codes that are out of touch with the country's majority young population. Lujin's unwavering commitment to improving people's lives and perseverance in the face of incredible adversity serves as a powerful reminder that women and young people are at the forefront of both reforms and revolutions across the Middle East and beyond. It's a constant issue that I face yeah. every day, and not only once a day, like emotionally too, because we fight a lot <laughs> in the because of that issue. Like, who's gonna drive me around? Who's gonna take me? And just to beg people to take me around is insulting enough. For the financial part, also, it does affect a lot. It takes a, a good thirty percent to forty percent of my salary sometimes to pay for uh, drivers, just to take me to the necessary things the necessary places like home to work work to home back in 2013 lujin posted a video of herself driving a car in saudi arabia that caused a sensation in her home country and around the world because prior to june 2018 women in saudi arabia were banned from driving Attracting over 5 million views, the short video showing Lujin driving her father's car from King Khalid Airport near the Saudi capital in Riyadh to her parents' house quickly became the centerpiece of the Saudi women's driving campaign, an unprecedented call to action of women sharing images of themselves behind the wheel. The driving campaign proved to be a foundational victory for women's rights in the conservative country, where free speech is restricted and no political organizing is allowed. Not only did it give women more mobility and freedom, but it opened the door for new opportunities that seemed impossibly out of reach only a few years ago. Everyone has been very excited about the latest changes in Saudi. Everyone is hoping for more. Everyone is looking forward to hear more about the advancement for Saudi women. We're welcoming all this change. We're appreciating all of it. But that does not mean we have, uh, we are satisfied. 
by it. We still uh, want equal rights. We're still demanding more changes for the status quo, more development and more improvement in the women's situation in Saudi. Uh, so th it was very well uh, received, especially by the people who resisted it back in the days. <laughs> so uh, let's take, for example, the uh, driving campaign. In 2013, when I started personally uh, campaigning, uh, a lot of people resisted it. A lot of people considered it haram. A lot of people considered it outrageous to even consider, to consider women uh, being allowed to drive in Saudi. So by the years and by continuously speaking about it and demanding, we've, we've successfully changed the general mentality, the general acceptance of this matter. Before posting her driving video, Lujin rose to prominence after commenting about social issues on social media a space where few Saudi women felt comfortable expressing themselves without fear of harassment by their neighbors or running afoul of the government's censorship rules. After spending several years in France as a child and attending college in Canada, and before returning home for the driving campaign, Lujin said she grew frustrated that Saudi women were largely absent from the global conversation taking place online. Basically, everything started in 2012 when I started noticing the lack of identity that we had online as Saudi, as Saudi women on, on Twitter mainly and on uh, YouTube. By then, I understood the importance of creating a real identity for Saudi women before trying to change our reality. So I started in 2012 tweeting and vlogging with my full identity in hope of, of encouraging more women to declare their full identity in front of the public. So this, is, this started my activism and this also motivated me in pursuing more rights or demanding more rights for women. The driving videos drew a swift rebuke from Saudi authorities. The campaign's website was blocked within the country and Interior Ministry officials told the women to stop all activities related to the campaign, including commenting on social media. Even under the threat of arrest or worse, many women refused to back down and continued to post videos of themselves openly defying the driving ban. As for freedom of speech, it's, uh, it's promised by the government. They, they promised us that we are actually protected and we have the right to express ourselves freely without being condemned or sent to jail or whatever. But in practice, it's not there. We're still in jail for saying very normal and very uh, rationalized opinions, but they still send us to jail. Lujin was not arrested for participating in the 2013 driving campaign and she continued to be a prominent voice for Saudi women even while attending graduate school in neighboring United Arab Emirates. But her video caught the attention of government officials, and her father was forced to sign a pledge to the government promising she would no longer drive under his guardianship. I understood the privilege that I had as a Saudi woman for having a supportive family. If it wasn't for my dad and my husband uh, who supported me and supported this work that I've done so far, I wouldn't be here today and I wouldn't have done all this for so many years. While many know that Saudi Arabia is a monarchy whose crown prince wields almost unlimited power and can create and dismiss laws without public consultation, the country's male guardianship system is less well known by outsiders. Under this restrictive framework, every girl and woman, regardless of her age or social status, 
is dependent on a male guardian, such as her father, husband, or brother, who has the final say whether she can access education, healthcare, or unemployment. While the fight for women's rights is universal, whether closing the gender wage gap in America, improving access to healthcare in Italy and Poland, or addressing the gaps in Russia's domestic violence laws, many Saudi women are denied the right to make decisions for themselves, leaving them vulnerable to exploitation and abuse. My message to the international community is that there is more research to do about what Saudi Arabia is really inside of the country and that they have to be aware that now there are two Saudi Arabias, uh, the Saudi Arabia the West Seas and the Saudi Arabia Saudi people live under. That voice you heard was Lujin's younger sister, Lena, who works as a lawyer and is based in Belgium. Lena was thrust into the role of tireless advocate for her sister after Lujin's arrest in May of 2018 amid a wider crackdown on activists and critics of Saudi's crown prince, Mohammed bin Salman. Sent back and forth between a regular prison and one built to house terror suspects, Lujin was subjected to month-long periods where she was not allowed visitors, including members of her family who also served as her legal counsel. During these times in isolation, Lena said a well-known deputy of the crown prince threatened to kill Lujin while other men tortured her. Despite fear of retribution by the Saudi government for speaking openly about her sister's imprisonment, Lena appeared on international TV shows and spoke at human rights conferences to defend Lujin from the crown's baseless accusations and to tell the world what was happening to her sister. There have been different periods since her arrest. She was arrested in uh, May 2018. So from May 2018 till August 2018, we weren't allowed to have any visits. During this period where we weren't allowed to have any visits, she has been tortured. She has been flogged. She, she has been uh, electrocuted. She has been sexually harassed. She has been deprived of sleep. And that was the period where she was in a secret prison. And uh, when they allowed for the visits, she was back in the normal prison. In December, she was flown back to, to Riyadh, the capital of Saudi Arabia, where my parents live. And starting from December, January, it was again the once, uh, one visit per month. In March, they announced that there was going to be a trial. So that's when she found out the charges. So for uh, almost a year, she didn't know what the charges were. Instead of being charged with driving while female, the government accused Lujin of being a spy and conspiring with foreigners against the Saudi kingdom. Documents from the trial suggest the government's case focused on Lujin's women's rights work and her contacts with internationally recognized groups like Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International, both of which have for years blasted the Saudi government's rampant human rights abuses and for its role in the 2018 murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Even Lujain's applying for a job at the United Nations was listed as a criminal charge. Adding insult to injury, and essentially proving her arrest was payback for her activism, Lujain's arrest coincided with the Crown Prince announcing a number of new reforms, including ending the ban on women driving. When we see what's happening inside of the country, that it's becoming a police state, that it's uh, the worst it has ever been uh, regarding human rights. And the biggest evidence of that is that the very ones who have been fighting for the reforms in Saudi Arabia are behind bars, being tortured and being tried in terrorism courts. After a short trial where the government failed to produce evidence supporting their false claims that she had conspired against the kingdom, Lujin was found guilty and received a sentence of five years and eight months in prison. The court also imposed a five-year travel ban on her before suspending two years and ten months of the sentence, effectively making her release date March 2021, 
about four months after her sentencing. Along with ending the driving ban, the courageous actions of Lujin and other Saudi women have led to a loosening of restrictions on travel, the mixing of the sexes in public places, and allowing cinemas to open after being banned for decades. These are significant victories for the Saudi people and major steps forward for a monarchy that will not change unless forced to. It's too early to know what Lujain will do next or if the government will find an excuse to delay her release. But she has already inspired countless women to express themselves and to demand more opportunities in business, government, and society. Appearing at an event in Washington, D.C. a few months before her 2018 arrest, Lujain spoke about the new atmosphere in Saudi and her optimism for the future. The hope that is keeping me still working in, in this is that more women are coming along and more women are, are joining forces. So this is incredible, and this was absolutely unimaginable three years ago. So to have all these women mobilize in an unofficial manner on social media is incredible. I would have never imagined it, and this gives me a lot of hope and gives me a lot of energy as well to continue and to hope for the best and hope that they will be successful in taking our movement forward and making it more sustainable. While Lujin has become the face of the Saudi reform movement and was recently nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, I felt it was impossible to tell her story without including the actions of her brave sister, Lena, who continues to campaign for her sister's freedom and openly challenges the Saudi government on the world stage. These sisters, along with other courageous Saudi women, many of whom are still in prison for their peaceful activism, prove that change is possible even under the most severe conditions and give hope to a future where opportunity is available to everyone. Did I get this story right? Tell me what you think at smallblackbirdspodcast at gmail.com. Want to protect your right to protest? Go to www.rightsanddissent.org. Stay safe and talk with you soon. Got to be real.